China. We lived there 12 years together. Guys, put your hands together for the very funny Turner Sparks! Welcome to the Lost in America podcast, everybody. How we doing? Okay, so here's what it is. First of all, uh, clap if you're from th these United States of America. <laughs> clap if you're from anywhere else in the world. Were you clapping for other people, or are you clapping for, where are you from? Sweden, welcome to the show. Round of applause for Sweden, everybody. Sweden's my favorite, and where were you guys from? America. Oh, you clapped for somebody, you were clapping for them. Where are you from? I like the clap for other people type of clap. That's a good clap. And where are you guys from? Germany. Germany. Welcome Germany, everybody. We got people from around the world. Sweden's my favorite country on earth. Number one favorite. I've never uh, been there. But, no, because I played Risk, and it's like, it's a great. Here's why it's my favorite, Sweden. I can tell you, I used to do the Swedish uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, the, what is it? The, the Midsummer's Festival events. Every summer when I was living in China, I would do comedy for like 300 Swedish people. And here's, it's Midsummer's Festival is, is like their big holiday, right? Pretty big. Now stick with me, you gotta say yes. For me, for this to make sense, people have to believe that I'm telling the truth. I'm exhausted already. So I would do the Midsummer's party, and in my American brain, most of us are Americans, in my American brain, this is what a holiday is. This has been drilled into me as an American. This is all our only options. This is why we celebrate. We celebrate because Jesus was born, Jesus died, we started a war, or we ended a war. That's it. And then in Sweden, I was like, why do you have Midsummer's festival? And they're like, it's summer? We enjoy summer? And I was like, best, that's the best country on earth. There's no Jesus, anything, there's like, right? And then people wear, but they do wear the Midsummer's Festival, they all get out, and then they wear like the thing around their head, like the crown of thorns, like a Jesus crown of thorns. And I was like, oh, is that because of Jesus? And they're like, no, dude, it's not, we don't give a shit about Jesus, we just wear it. And then they had a thing where you slam, you slam a cross into the ground, and everyone danced around the cross, right? Uh, a maple? A maple? You're really slowing this down. <laughs> a maple. It looked like a cross, and they're slamming it. And I was like, why do you slam that cross on the ground? Is that for Jesus? And they're like, absolutely not. There's no Jesus in Sweden. I don't think. They're like, we, this is true. We dance around the cross because the cross symbolizes a penis going into a vagina. Best country on earth. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Sweden. You guys are doing Baijo shots immediately. That's fantastic. Here's, here's what this podcast is, okay? I was living in China for 12 years. I came back to the United States of America. I know my entire adult life was in another country outside of my own country. And unlike you from Germany and you from Sweden, did you, if you have an accent, I come back to my country and people are like, why don't you? You're American. You're, I, I, I'm just a moron. That's it. That's all you are when you leave your country for 12 years. You come back and you're a functioning idiot. Basic things I don't know about this country. So I got Kaplan on and we're like, T teach me stuff. And it turns out he knows nothing either, so that didn't help. <laughs> but basic things I know nothing. Like basic, basic. Like I wear contact lenses. I wear glasses, Germany. I wear them. Glasses, contacts. I went to the store when I came back to buy them. The dude told me that in America, you needed to have a doctor's prescription 
first to buy contact lenses. You can't just buy them, is that true? Sweden, is that true? You know, every, yes, so okay, if that's true, look, if that's true, then why? Like, I understand if it's medication, but is anyone overdosing on vision? <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, what's the worst pot? It's like, oh, Turner died in a tragic sight accident yesterday. <laughs> he was driving a car, and the objects in the mirror were exactly as far away as they appeared. Like, it makes no sense. In America, you can buy guns and alcohol over the counter, but you can't buy contacts. It's like, yeah, you can get drunk and shoot people. You're just not allowed to see them. <laughs> as long as they're fuzzy, do whatever you want. It's the land of the free, baby. All right, we ready to get this show started? Yeah! We got a ton of great comedians coming up here. Oh, one last thing. Also, I talked to the Ming River Baijiu people, uh, the best alcohol on earth. They're here tonight, and they said they're down to give away a few drinks, a few shots, a few cocktails. So raise your hands. This guy very quick. One here, one for Germany, one for Sweden. You got to keep, wow, we have two. America's got to step it up here. Germany and Sweden both immediately said yes. And then this guy, I don't know where, what? Delta Sigma house also said yes. All right, we got three. Delta Sigma, we got LA, we got Germany, we got Sweden, and we got a guy next to Germany. West Germany. We got West Germany. One for West Germany. Actually, he's bald. East Germany. We got one from East Germany. Oh, settle down, you motherfucker. Are we ready to get the show going? I think I said that a minute ago, but let's go. Let's go. You guys, I have a fantastic co-host. This is the man who's supposed to be teaching me about America. He's going to find all about it. Put your hands together right now for Michael Ira Kaplan, ladies and gentlemen. Kaplan, how you doing? I'm going to try to get sitting down right this time. Each time I come out here, I screw it up. I Kaplan, right. you're drinking right? a beer. You yep. should be drinking Ming River Baijiu. All right. Well, I didn't raise my hand. No one could see me. I was back there. So. Oh, let's get a Baijiu for Kaplan, Get everybody. me a Baijiu. Baijiu shot. A big cup. They drink it in a big cup in China, right? Like, not like in a shot glass. Like in a... They drink it in a shot glass or a cup. Yeah. No, I want like a big one. Like a... So what's going on, Kaplan? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, look at all this crap. I hear it's before so we get going. Ever. This is our biggest crowd ever. Thank you all for coming out. This is the biggest yeah. crowd we've had. Yeah, biggest crowd. Thank you, thank you. Got Kaplan, Kaplan, uh, I, I think you, you have an announcement to make, do you not? I do. I want to start the show by saying this. Happy birthday, Jan Kaplan, my mom right Kaplan's here. Kaplan's mom is oh, yeah. here, everybody. I don't know how old she is. What? I don't know how old she is because I can't do the math. That's, that's probably but, a good thing. But she's up there, so... <laughs> She's up there, she says Michael Ira Kaplan. Yeah. In regards to his mom, who came all the way from Allentown, yes, Pennsylvania. Yes. But, you know, I'm, I'm up there, too. For her I'm, son to say in front of a crowd of people yeah, that yeah. she is up there. But congratulations for coming. Thank you. But, <laughs> well, for many more up there's to come, round of applause. Yeah, yeah round of applause. Everyone, everyone's, everyone buy her buy two shots? And now Bir that A birthday buy two shot for her, too. Let's get one. I think we're running low, but we'll yeah. see if Ming River can make it happen. If, if right. I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll buy one. So but, what's going on? So, but I'm concerned because my parents, you know, they're, they're going up there, as I just said. Yep. They're going to retire. They're going to retire. They're going to retire, I think, at some point. Okay. 
You mean Probably, that they're going to cut retire, you? I mean, Stag and retire. We, we got news. Going to move? Yes. Okay, they're saying yes. They're, yeah, just say yes. They, I think they are. So okay. I'm concerned because I am a podcaster. This doesn't pay a lot of money. You don't want mom to cut you off yeah. at age 40. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got kids. I have two kids. Sure. So I'm a little nervous. They're going to blow through all the money. Okay, well, I have big. just the idea. What do you got? Yeah. Oh, look at that. How good is this bit, everybody? Come on. <laughs> Cablin's parents are going to retire soon, but guess what? I'll move it along. I found a list from Newsweek magazine. All right. Of what do you got? The top three places to retire for less than $30,000 a year. Uh, uh, you can use up to, I think it says up to 30. So they can, they can spend 30 a year. So they can spend $30,000 and they can not blow your inheritance yes. and they can retire and have a good time. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, Jan Kaplan. I will remind you, you're not Mike tonight. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick, we're going to go through the top three places. Uh-huh. We'll yeah. go back and forth and then Jan... Pat Kaplan can pick which is out of these three is the best place for her to retire for under $30,000 a year. Kaplan, first place, Costa Rica. Under $30,000 a year. Has anyone been to Costa Rica? Wow, LA's been to Costa Rica. What did you do there? I studied the rainforest there. You studied the rainforest there. You smoked pot. You're supposed to surf. Dude, they got a fucking rainforest. Did UCLA extension pay for that? What happened? <laughs> Study the rainforest. How much? And, and okay, what'd you think? How was the rainforest? It's still there. <laughs> we haven't chopped that one down yet. We're working. Our, they're working their way up. They haven't chopped them down exactly. yet. Exactly. It was beautiful. That's yeah. that's the dissertation. Yeah. But no, Costa Rica. What what's the reason to live in Costa Rica? Like what what's the positives? Just, nice no, weather. the only positives they give us is under $30,000 a year. Oh. Here's what I think is... A, <laughs> That's the positive? Or is your... Well, here's what I think a negative is. In, in my opinion, everyone I know, basically, I, I, I'm, I'm Gentile, you're Jewish. Every Gentile right. I know... That's retires, pretty clear. You don't have to announce that to everyone. Ret- okay, hey, <laughs> let me that out. Every yeah. Gentile retires to Costa Rica. That's the place they go. They so do? you don't want to go there. Right. It's you don't like want to go where the Gentiles there. are. No. That, that. You won't be able to get food. It's, it's, it's old, it's like grandparent Gentiles and then just like dude, like burnouts, like, like <laughs> exactly. our friend who <laughs> studies the rain. It's a lot of people studying the rainforest, let's say that. I mean, maybe my mom's passion has always been to study the rainforest, but we'll pretend Jan- it's not. Are you into the rainforest? Are you into smoking pot with a UCLA student? <laughs> she's, she's not into either. Neither? Not, not anymore, anymore, she oh, said. Uh, uh, get, her, get her some bye, Joe. So, I, yeah, I think what you're saying is Costa Rica is, like, trendy. People don't want to say they live in Florida. The other thing with Costa they Rica... They want to move to Costa Rica, which is really the new Florida, right? That's what you're telling me? Yeah, but for but Gentiles. It's not, yes, and it's here's a, one more thing. It's, like, anytime something... It's all shady people. It's all people who've been on Dateline NBC one too many times. <laughs> and they, One. Being on once is one too many Once is one too <laughs> many a, yeah. to be caught. And then they, they go to Costa Rica, and they open some beach bar... And it's a disaster. That's not where you want to go, Jan Kaplan. There's no class in Costa Rica. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to the Costa Ricans in the audience. They have good coffee there, though. Next no? country. <laughs> All right, what's next? Cambodia. Oh. You're, are you going alpha? You just start at C and we're just going alphabetically? No. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone been to Cambodia in the house? Oh, you, you've both been there. Wow. What did you guys do there? Bicycle. You bicycled. They you smoked pot with this guy. <laughs> Was there a rainforest in Cambodia, too? We bombed those. Wait, you guys really went to... You know you can buy... They have city bike in New York City. Does anyone speak English? <laughs> can we translate that for the house? Yeah, no. It's, it's, so it's a good place to bike. My mom loves biking. 
My dad, no, just, just kidding. They're not, they're not bikers. I don't think it's a good option. I've been to, Coast, I've been to Cambodia, and can yeah, I say this? Tell me about it. Uh, here are the positives, Jan. <laughs> 25 cent beers. Oh. A bunch of people who look like they need 25 cent beers. That's a negative. Uh, oh, there's 25 cent beers, but when you go home from the bar to your hotel, wild dogs everywhere. So well, that's probably a downside. Yeah, but I think they need to get a pet. As you get older, it's good to have a pet. It's good to so have a pet. You can pick up, you get, yeah, it's, and it's cheap. A dog costs a couple in, in America. A dog costs a couple thousand. If you want a good one, you're right. You get I a think hybrid. If you want one that's mixed, in Cambodia you get a mix for free. So yeah, you know? I think those dogs are this, free. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cambodian exactly. street dogs are free. We're way off track here. No, all right. So you're saying no to Cambodia. I, I'm, I'm, they yep. have massages, happy endings, says Kaplan's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta, a dog has to give them to you, so that's... Uh, uh, that's... Third country. All right, what do we got? We're really blown through these. Ecuador. Ooh, Ecuador. Lovely. What do we think about Ecuador, Jane Kaplan? Can't hear you. Since she's never been. Oh, you've never been? Never been. Kaplan, have you been to Ecuador, right? I have been to Ecuador, yes. I was there for a week. Have you been? No. Just, oh, I, I, one place I've been, you haven't been. That's rare. But it's, uh, it's a lovely place, good weather. Um, though I would say it's actually a perfect place for this concept. I was in this town, Montevito, uh, which is like a surfer town. It's on the beach, beautiful. And they have blackouts like every three days. It's like planned, which is great because that, it saves you money. Yes. On, uh, you don't have to do laundry. You don't have the power, basically. Or yeah, water. and like everyone's trying to get off of Facebook. Right, it's a great way to disconnect. It's like it's planned. If you have a blackout, and they don't warn people, so like you just get there, and then it just happens. Okay, you know, like, what's going on? Everyone sounds like, don't you know? It's we have blackouts every four days. That's a positive. Yeah, well, it's a good way because then you can take advantage of the people who are coming through if you live there. Okay. Because they're not ready. They're not ready for the blackout. Oh, the blackout. so you can yeah. If you ever All run so out of your thirty thousand a year, you can just rob the <laughs> tourists. <laughs> I think is what he's trying to say. I bet you could say. charge them for things. They don't have clothes, they don't have water. All right, so that's it. So yes. We've run out of time. Costa Rica, Cambodia, Ecuador. What do we pick? Ecuador. Oh, uh, Ecuador, says the person who's not Jan Kaplan. Zimbabwe. Wait, what did you say? Ginobili? Zimbabwe. Ginobili. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh, we're going off the map. Okay, what, it, did you, what did you say, Jan? Costa Rica. Jan Kaplan's retiring to Costa Rica, everybody. Would you round of applause for Jan? I think she should move to Florida, though. I don't, I don't want to fly to Costa Rica to visit, so I change Let's go back to Florida. No. All right, Costa Rica. Kaplan keeps <laughs> his inheritance. Everybody, we're going to get the show going. You guys, we have a ton of great comedians on tonight. The next comedian coming to the stage, she is hilarious. We met her a while ago. She's super, super funny. Everybody, put your hands together. Start clapping now. Start clapping now for Iman El Husseini. What's up, guys? Before we get to our next guest on this live podcast, I just want to jump in here and tell you that Ints is an app. You can get it in the app store. It's up to five-minute audio recordings, up to five-minute messages. You can, you can say something into your phone, press one button, directly links to Twitter. You can tweet it out. You can tweet out your voice instead of having to type stupid characters uh, still. So that's fun. And shout out to Ikram and the whole Ints crew who came down to this live podcast actually a few minutes ago when you heard someone in the crowd yell out Zimbabwe. That was Ikram. So that's pulling back the curtain a little bit. What a crew. They've been supporting us from the beginning. We do it. We're at their studio all the time. Get Ints, E-N-S-E dot N-Y-C is their website. You can get it in the app store. You can get it anywhere apps are found. All right. Now back to our guest, Iman El Husseini. 
Montgomery, my Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> so which was the bigger... So you were allowed to marry in America a yeah. couple years ago. And now... To get married, gay married. Gay married, yeah. yeah. Now, to drive in Saudi Arabia, which was like the bigger long shot. Which, well, I got... The, it's getting so loud in here. Hour. It's terrifying. Um, it was... So I didn't get married in America because Canadians legalized right. gay marriage 10 years before you guys did. And women not, can drive. Not to brag or anything. Women dr but can drive there too. Before in Canada. So. Yes, yes. yes, okay, just yes women could drive. Journalists. Yeah, I have, so I have mixed feelings about women being able to drive in Saudi Arabia. I think it's great news. It's good for them. But I really feel like at this point, they're probably so fed up of driving. Just like, remember the good old days when we had personal chauffeurs? That was, <laughs> that was great. I don't know about this. All right. So, so you're against it then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my, mo my mom lived in Saudi Arabia. She didn't drive, and she had a very luxurious lifestyle, so I'm just assuming that. It's like an ultimate Uber driver. Well, that's it. Yeah. yeah. A full-time Uber driver. A personal Uber driver. Exactly. That doesn't sound... I would take that. I'm, me, me too. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, my wife drives about an hour a year, would you say? Oh. <laughs> An hour a year. She, she does. Your wife is here. She's oh, here, yes. that's here. Oh, so if we great. drive to Montreal, it's about eight hours, nine hours. I think she does like between rest, like a half hour or so. Yeah. So you know that's so I, I it's we're we're very old fashioned that way. Yeah, I so, love yeah, that. Yeah, my my daughter will play with um her Barbies and she always has Ken do the driving. Do the driving. And I've heard right. her say that's like, what she's used she's to. She's like yeah. Ken has to drive. I'm like no Barbie could drive. She's like no Barbie can't drive. She, yeah. So she's I need. To, I need, now the Saudi Arabian women can drive, I need to really, right. she, I need to raise her in a, <laughs> this new modern world we're in. But, uh, yeah. I feel like, so you mentioned that, yeah. So, oh. you mentioned that, uh, Calvin mentioned that, like, they, when, uh, gay marriage became legal recently in America. But to me, that was two, we looked it up, 2015, but it feels like a hundred years ago. Because of so much shit <laughs> so that's happened in America in the past, like, two years. Right. But I don't know how you feel about it. To me, it feels like that was so long ago because that it happened. Because every day there's something new that yes. you're you're like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. Um, what what's what's crazy and why it's a big deal that um, America legalized gay marriage three years ago um, is just because I feel like all of our rights are going to be taken away from us with the Supreme uh, Court right now. Right. This is. This is going great, guys. Yeah. I'm just. We've an Emmy award I'm, I'm so good luck for the show. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like it? it's a big deal because we're probably like it, it seems like old news because it'll probably be old news very soon when they take away the right of, of gay marriage and Round abortion and, and everything. Through that sentence. Yeah. Right. Applause for Iman for getting through that sentence. So you're saying by Trump's second term, women won't be allowed to drive? Well, we women won't be allowed to drive. Nothing. They're gonna. They're basically. It's they're swapping uh, rules with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia oh, okay. is becoming more progressive, so we, and America is so just gonna be Handmaid's Tale. Oh, so making Saudi Arabia. You great don't think again. so? The, you uh, don't think so? No, it's terrifying for me too. I know. <laughs> you, yeah, I know. It's so bad. That show. It's so. But don't you feel like that's what's happening? To America, yeah. I've never seen it, but is it anything like DuckTales? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched it either. I would be totally fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it either. Just refreshing uh, Trump's stuff. Is there any millionaire swimming through money? I guess there probably is. Yeah. It's sort of similar like DuckTales. All yeah, right, should we do similar. a news story? News story, sure. Let's do a news story. Play music. <laughs> Young Americans. Oh, this is from Politico. Here's my problem. Is Politico real? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Is it real or is it one of those th things that's like accidentally alt-right and I don't know that? 
And now I'm supporting the alt-right just by reading the story. It's real. It's real. real. Or ombudsman. <laughs> From Politico, young Americans are having... <laughs> Young Americans are having less sex than the generation before them. Netflix because of Netflix. Some, okay, yeah, have, good point. One person, a I think this table should come up here. That's what I think. We have one person so that says good. Netflix. Yeah, that makes sense. We have one our, person phones, our phones are a big thing. True, Netflix right. is the key. But they have less sex. Before. Oh, I thought you meant more. No, you meant less. Oh, really? No. Big debate. I think we're so distracted by our phones. Like, the only time I get intimate with my wife is when our, like, batteries are dead. You know what I mean? It's no just, Wi-Fi. Yeah, so we have she's to like, oh, we're charging the phone. Wait, this is I another guess. great reason to move to uh, Ecuador. Where uh, they have this black is where parents are talking about. <laughs> they have, don't they have iPhones there? They, everybody has no, iPhones. If there's no electricity for three days at a time, what else are you going to do? Oh, yeah. We're back, baby! Yeah. No, then Gaza we... sounds appealing, too, all of a sudden. That's... So, Kaplan, what I'm saying is your parents should retire to Ecuador. <laughs> Florida. They have great Wi-Fi in Florida. Back to that. Because, you know, if you go to you nice want... hotels now, they always... Uh, Wait, Cap, you want them to go to the place with the best possible Wi-Fi yes, on it? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read a little more of this story here? Yeah, read yes. some more. Political American... Red, red okay. Red. American adults are having sex about nine fewer times per year compared to adults in the late 1990s. Now, this makes you think, who are these psychos who are counting... How many uh, times less? The amount of times in a year and then reporting nine less than before. And I lived in the late 90s. Who were these adults having sex then? I don't remember that. I don't remember this. But, uh, the only way this that. possibly makes sense is if the number is like 13. And then now the right. number's four. Because who counts to like the hundreds and hundreds? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many people in the audience know how many times we've had sex in this past what year. What if like but... porn has something to do with it too? Because it's oh, more, right? Now it's like more abundant. Back then, it was, it's free, yeah. It's free in the 90s. You had to go uh, find a loser at a, in a parking lot <laughs> and ask him to buy tape. it for you. Right. <laughs> Is that where you got your porn turn? No, 100%. In we're, we're in Sacramento with it. Where's the parking lot? <laughs> do you just ask me where's a parking lot uh, in Sacramento? Where's the park? Where do you get? I don't understand this. De- this uh, yeah, no, but I th- you think the yeah, it's a Netflix. It's too much, too many options. Too many options. There's so many shows you have to watch, and people talk about it constantly. All these shows. But you would think yeah. people would get more sexual that everything is like available or not. I don't know. I don't I know. I think it's. Of, no. I think it comes down to free time. Yeah. I think people think they have way less free time now than they used to, and people only have sex when they have free time, apparently. Right. Yeah. Pre- How about Canadians? What, what's going on in Canada? I think we're doing great. We have a sexy prime minister. Uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody's horny all the time, and people. it's, uh, yeah. yeah. But everyone just wants to have sex with the prime minister. Well, the prime minister, and, but it makes them, you know, when you see somebody attractive and you can't get them, you... Settle for your partner. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making up stuff right now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, now, now that we're on the topic of making up stuff, what about Wait. Kuwait? Kuwait with the sex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I think there's... <laughs> listen, I think it's really great, and I think in a place like that where sexuality is not really discussed, they probably have even more sex because it's sort of like forbidden, right? And there's a lot of gay sex. There's a lot, but everything is on the down low. Yeah. So it's like hooking up with somebody at the office you're not supposed to hook yes. up with. That's all of Kuwait. You How's know? the Wi-Fi in Kuwait? <laughs> what is How's that? How's the Wi-Fi in Kuwait? I think excellent. Oh, so yeah. no. No, yeah. pro- they probably, do they block sites? 
A lot. A Even lot. better than good for sex. You know what? I remember getting uh, the Whitney Houston album, the fir- her first album, just because like, there's a documentary on her right now um, on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Back to Netflix. First, That's why you can't have sex. You're the watching first th- album I got from her, I love her so much. And you know how she's, it's the orange uh, cover. Do you guys remember? I feel like, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? And she's sleeveless. On, on the cover, when it came to Kuwait, she was like fully, not in a burqa, but like covered until her arms were completely And she probably out. banged her way through that whole country. Yeah. <laughs> That's our time, everybody. Iman El Hussein. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Iman. You guys, our next comedian of the night, this guy is hilarious. He tours all over the world doing stand-up comedy. He's coming to the stage right now. Please put your hands together for the very funny D.C. Benny. It's going to take him a while. Keep it going for D.C. Benny. I think I sit here. Let us pray these mics work. Let us pray. D.C. Benny. Oh, thank you, brother. All right. We're doing Ming River Baijo shots here. Here goes the Gowanus Canal Baijo shot. Wow. Good Lord. That is smooth. That'll put some hair there. Simon, that's smooth stuff. Wow. I've had a year, I've been drinking Baijo for 12 years, and that's the smoothest Baijo I've ever had. Is this your first time drinking it? I think I may have had it with you in China. You probably did. I don't remember too much of that (laughs) trip, though. This was better though. Yeah, yeah, that was. This it's is the, the this river. is the best uh, main river. Ming River. Main, we only yeah. deal with the best rivers. Yeah, yeah, this river. There's a lot of bad rivers in China. You gotta be careful. Yeah, uh, our Baijo comes from the best river. Good yeah. body of water there in that uh, beverage. Yeah. So you were last time we talked. To, last time we talked to you on our podcast, you had just got back from Israel. Yes. <laughs> How was that trip? That was crazy. Was that your first time? <laughs> that was my first time there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did a tour in uh, Israel. These guys are, are doing the, um, the Ming River. Uh, These guys are going to be yeah. uh, face down in the They're Ming gonna River pretty soon. <laughs> it's going to be bye-bye yeah. round oh, eye. Yeah, That's what Ming River. <laughs> so Israel. Uh, Israel was great. Uh, you know, I don't speak uh, Hebrew, so I just made it up when I got there. You know, I took English and added and uh, you know, so hello. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's kind of hot. Uh, and, um, uh, that works. It was great. It was great. It was, uh, you know, th- there was stuff. I, by the end of the tour, I had like a half hour material just from being there, from the cultural differences. Like it's the only place I've ever been where if you see a group of, a group of teenagers armed with automatic weapons, you're supposed to feel comforted. You know what I mean? Because they're, <laughs> they're everywhere. They're in the army. And they're 15. Um, <laughs> one guy. It was great. Uh, 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 the long and short of Israel was we were there, we were performing for these very kind of religious groups. So I couldn't say anything about anything. We're in the, you know, the West Bank and here and this, and you can't say this, you can't say that, blah, blah. You know, the rabbi comes to talk to you first. And, you know, don't say this, don't say that. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know. Uh, don't talk about pork. Is your wife okay. Jewish? If she's not Jewish, don't say anything. Don't say anything about it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, uh, the day, so I'm there with the, this guy who won Star Search in the 80s, who was hilarious. He did a PowerPoint presentation, which it killed. This, 
for engineers. It was about being an engineer. So, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, it'll deedle deedle. There was all these engineers there. You do the PowerPoint. It's crazy. You don't want it's that like, guy opening for you. No, that guy just annihilated. And this Italian <laughs> chick. Uh... The funniest comedians in the world have PowerPoint presentations. Oh, let me tell you, this guy was hilarious. I'm like, how does he think of this stuff? You know, it's all engineering <laughs> jokes. It's like, you know, it had graphs and whatever. He's like, he tells a punchline, no one laughs. He's like, wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Click. And uh, it was him. And then I was working with this Italian uh, girl, uh, Tammy Pescatelli. Uh, she was great. She was great. But she, uh, she, and she was very. She was watching the news, and I wasn't watching the news. I never watched the news. So it was right when Trump was going to announce uh, whether he was going to move the embassy uh, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. We were performing in Tel Aviv, right next to the embassy, on the last couple of shows. So he announced, so my wife calls me in the morning and she's like, three days of rage. He announced it. It's three days of rage. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is, what are you talking about? Three days? Because I haven't been watching the news. So everybody's very upset that he's going to do it. So we got this show that, oh, uh, uh, so uh, Tammy shows up to my hotel room. Oh, oh, we had a security guy taking us around that had a gun. So that was good. But that guy disappeared. That guy just disappeared <laughs> on that when that happened. So we don't have the guy. He was on the three days of rage. Right? That guy was out of there. You know, he's like, hey, get the go. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> so it's just she's like uh, she's freaking out, you know, because she's like, well, you know, we don't what are we going to do? The guy with the gun's gone. If something, some stuff happens. So she, she uh, took two steak knives from the Sabbath dinner the night before and wrapped them in napkins. So she comes and brings me a steak knife. And she's like, in case some, sh- case some shit breaks out. And she's Italian, right? <laughs> so we walk around. I got a steak knife in my fanny pack. I feel like an idiot, you know? She's got one in her purse, and everybody wants to go to the mall, right? And we're like, well, I don't want to go to the mall. And they're like, no, we can just go to the mall just the, before the last show that night. So we go to the mall. There's a guy with a metal detector at the mall. We're like, hey, uh, we can't go into the mall today. <laughs> they're like, why not? We can't leave yet. We're not going into the mall, right? So I got to throw the knife in the trash can. She stashes her in the bush. I'm like, why is the guy with the metal detector? They're like, ah, someone suicided bombed themselves like a month ago. I'm like, this is fucking great. Jesus you know, this place Christ. is... Yeah, you know, we come out of the mall. Uh, we get the knives out of the trash can, put it back in a fanny pack. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was so hilarious. This guy, these two people are sitting eating ice cream. I'm reaching in the trash can. Excuse me one minute. Let me get this steak knife. <laughs> put it in my fanny pack. That's, uh, you know, Brooklyn. Um, Aren't they supposed to call the police at that point? <laughs> see something, say something? Like a, yeah, right. People like, don't care. They're like, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, so we do the show that night, and then people are like, uh, everybody comes up, they're like, you're flying out tonight? You're flying out tonight, right? Because the, they're moving the embassy in the blue. I'm like, I can't. I'm flying out tomorrow morning, right? I'm flying out tomorrow morning. So uh, I, uh, I fly out the next day. My wife's calling three days of rage. This Tammy's got the <laughs> knife. It's, I, I'm just, you know. So I fly out the next day, but there's a layover in Istanbul. And apparently the news got there, and I'm sitting. It was so surreal because they had these Morgan Freeman for Turkish Airline ads everywhere you go. It was like Blade Runner, and he's just there and with the moles, and you know, and he's like he, <laughs> talking about Turkish Airlines, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and in the airport it looked like the the Turkish airport. It was like it looked like everybody in there had just chased Indiana Jones or some shit, you know, like it was, what? I mean, I can't explain it. It was not like a regular airport. Everybody's it's like, wale, 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 you know, and, and there was that whole, you know, <laughs> the fez, someone's got a monkey with the grinder and, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep it low profile. I'm trying to be all low profile and this pack of dudes is following me around the airport, right? I'm trying to be low profile and blend in. 
And I'm in the bathroom and just about, you know, I'm waiting for my connecting flight just to get out of there, being all low profile. And these guys come up to me, I'll never forget this, and one of them comes out and he's got like no fronts, you know, and he's like, uh, he's like, American, yes, American, yes. And I looked at that guy and I was like, no, nah, mate, I'm from down under, just <laughs> having a bit of a visit. Yeah, it's nice to walk about, Because yeah. <laughs> I look not Australian is the point. Um, and it worked, so uh, you have a yeah. tan. I feel like that would help. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, then I didn't. I was I was uh, pale with fear. And the steak uh, knife in the bathroom. Very yeah, <laughs> the steak, the no, I didn't have the steak oh, knife yeah. there anymore. I had to ditch in another. Yeah, you can't just bring the airport. But so that yeah, that was those are some uh, parts of the Israel. Uh, <laughs> parts. I hope you enjoyed yeah. that. That, that, that was story. Was a trip. Yeah, Good right place to visit. The point is, don't you got to get direct flights. Don't take layovers. <laughs> Great hummus there. Yeah. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, uh, DC bin, everybody. That's our time. That's some great news. One more time for DC Benny, everybody. We're going to keep this show moving. Is our next comic in the room? Yep, he's right here. You guys. How are we doing, Baijo Table? Wow, we got a Baijo Table over here. You guys need Baijo? We have one and two, and then we have like maniacs on each side, and then people in the middle are just horrified by everything that's going on. Should we bring your next comedian to the stage? What's up, buddy? All right, this guy is hilarious. You know him from Last Comic Standing. You know him from Master of None. You're going to see him right here, right now. Monroe Martin, everybody. Clap it up for me. I did. These people are, these people are terrible. Hey. You knew that the whole time? Huh? Oh, I don't give a fuck. Here's the thing. <laughs> Myro, when your show is sponsored by an alcohol company, it's a double-edged sword. Ah, you fucking know. Yeah. This show should hand... be sponsored by, like, an indica company. A Some what? shit that just make weed. You don't know your strands of weed? You don't. <laughs> so Myro and, and I toured in China a few years yes. ago, and I don't know if we talked about this, but do you know that the we, toured, we were at a comedy club called Carbon, and a month after we performed there, the show was so good, the club burned down. It literally did burn down. Wait, I was the last show? You were the last show yeah. at a comedy club in China. This How place about to burn down. Yeah. <laughs> no. so, so everyone enjoy the show tonight. How was yeah, your <laughs> For insurance money. Mauro, how was your China trip? It was fucking great. Yeah. If, if you, like, I don't know, China, is just, it was just amazing for me. Just being black somewhere else besides America. It's fucking great. Like, they thought it was professional athlete here. <laughs> People are like, what's up, big stupid? Like, you know, they didn't see me like, you don't look like you can play shit. But over there, they believe in me. And that's... <laughs> that's all that matters. You want to you wanna be around more people who make you feel good about yourself. You know? Did you fuck with them and tell them... Tell them that you played for someone, or you just let them? Nah, shit, I ain't gonna fucking ruin the fantasy. Because <laughs> I feel like if I give them information, then they can research it. But if I just let them create it, then uh. they're just gonna walk away with that idea. Like, oh shit, I met one of the Lakers. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> but if they'd have asked me what team did I play for, they'd have fucking Googled it right in front uh, of me. Yeah, yeah. No good. Yeah, but here's the thing you didn't think about. They don't have Google. Oh yeah, no, they got. They don't fuck with Google. What do y'all use to get all your information? What do they use? 
Fidu? Ends. Fidu? Fidu. Okay, oh. all right. <laughs> Look at Spidu. It just doesn't sound dope as Google. Don't worry, the Lakers aren't on Fidu. I'm going to Fidu it. Don't worry, yo. <laughs> Ew, it just it sounds terrible. I'm going to Fidu it. Should we do a news story? Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you the want. This one went so well. Oh, Cap, I think you have opinions on this. Hey, this is actually good. This is good news. They found all the kids in the, in the cave in Thailand, huh? Yeah. See? Everyone's just said. The whole soccer team got found. Kaplan, you're a soccer coach. Well, it's very personal to me. I am a soccer coach. I've, people, pit podcast listeners know I've coached two seasons of my son's uh, six-year-old team, and we haven't won a game. <laughs> no wins in two seasons. And I don't teach the fundamentals on, like, I don't know where, what part of the foot you're supposed to kick the ball. That's still. your fault. I know you're supposed to not use Yo, your hands. That's your but, fault. Yeah, but guess what? They can no longer say I'm the worst soccer coach of all time. Because <laughs> what I have not done is that brought is... my kids into a cave to get trapped. No, they're flipping it. They're already saying he's a great coach because he kept them alive. It's like, uh, oh, that's his job? So you're saying next... they make a goal. So, Cap, maybe what you need to do next year is run them into a cave and then yeah. get them out. Yeah, yes. bring him into a cave. Lost River Caverns in Pennsylvania, I know of one cave this I know. This show is We're... called Lost in America. Oh, but what let... more of a hint do you need to get your son and all his friends <coughs> lost in a cave? Let's That'd be great dissect it a little bit. Well, I'll have my son not show up that week. He'll be sick. Let's dissect <laughs> it a little bit. Are you comfortable with a grown man chaperoning kids in a cave? Uh, yeah, put it that way. Hey! <laughs> Dude, but they were that's the first place. Maybe that's, that's my American cynicism, that the first thing I go to is just people did some fucked up shit. There's like 12 kids and the coach trapped in the cave. I'm like, that fucking coach. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing down there? That's the first place where mine go. And then they go, oh, it was a ritual. They went to sign the wall. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -mm, Two miles, it. right? Two fucking yeah. miles to sign the wall? They got walls you closer. You walked past two miles of wall. What'd that have to do with anything? <laughs> what did she say? Yeah, she no. said they're soccer players. It's like, duh. <laughs> we established that already. What do you yeah, think? You're shape, fucking you're right. dribbling the ball down the cave? Did they even have, did they have a ball with them when they went? They left all their oh. shit uh, at the front of the cave. My soccer team would not be able to run two miles, I can tell you that much. Bunch of fat kids. <laughs> There's a bunch maybe, of fat kids. Tired. They need to be carried. I, they could not. We would never made it in. A team full they, of goalies. But they're very they smart. They all could have written their names really fast. They could have done drawings in those caves. They could have done a lot. At minimum, they, they would need a snack halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. oranges, yeah. a do couple trophies. Those kids are there for like three weeks. You know, kid, do you think your fat kids would be able <laughs> to not be able to eat a Lunchable every 30 minutes? I w so a good coach is prepared for that. Uh -huh. I, I was very good. When I was on snack duty, I couldn't make decisions. I'd bring like three snacks. So I would be ready. I'd have orange slices, some crackers. <laughs> would, they, would all your fat kids be able to fit through the thing to get out? <laughs> It'll be one. They're stuck because one fat kid can't get out. And yeah, they're pushing them. Come on, Jeremy. Jeremy's a fat name for some reason. <laughs> they're also hiding and kicking him. Come on, Jeremy. We're going to die here. That's a very popular Thai name. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about your fat uh, My team, yeah. yeah. We, no, we, no my, that's a Brooklyn team. They're all like Hudson and oh. there's, there's no Jeremy's. Jeremy's is a dead name now. Monroe but. Martin, everybody. <laughs> Round of applause for Monroe Martin. Yeah, Thank you very much, sir. Cap. Cap, you stay up here. Yeah. We're changing things up. All right, so one more time for Monroe, everybody. One more time for Monroe. <laughs>
We're down to our last guest of the night. We got any Barstool sports fans in here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our last guest of the night, I met this man years ago in China. This guy, he's not, he's not a stand-up comedian. He's going to come in. He's going to do, we're just going to talk to him. He, we are lost in America. This guy has been lost in China for years. He's from Boston. That's all we really know. He's from Boston. I met him stumbling through the streets of Shanghai one night. He's, we've been hanging out ever since. Now he's working for Barstool Sports. Somehow he got hired at Barstool Sports. They've flown him back to America. Donnie, give it up for our good friend Donnie, everybody. We're going to find out what he's up to. Don Hey, how are you? Donnie. Donnie, <laughs> how, are we how doing? you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be back in the uh, US of A. Happy to have you here. You guys know Donnie? <laughs> Donnie, when did, so you've been in China. Uh, you're from Boston. Yeah. You went out to China, unclear, I, I don't know why, but I know we met out there, and then you're, you started working for Barstool Sports. We started filming these videos of just your life, right? Documentary style. Yeah, I was making videos for about like four years before working for Barstool Sports, but I convinced them finally to make me their foreign correspondent. Because everyone wants to know what would happen if someone like you, a real Boston, can I say townie? Is that, Nassau. I don't know if that's Same offensive. Masshole is a mass actually hole? the more appropriate term. Yeah. If a yeah. real Boston masshole got out to China, <laughs> And interacted with Chinese people. You, by the way, have you been drinking the Baidu shots tonight? I had one shot. How about you guys? Have you guys sampled it at all? That is like the liquor of choice in China. Can you believe it? So, Donnie, so what a lot of people do is they, like, they, they might go to another, if they want to go live in another culture, in another country, they might want to get there and experience and kind of become part of the other culture. Yes. What I like about you is you kind of did the opposite. You wanted to bring Boston to China. Whoa, I mean, that's like... Is that I, not true? I think I've done a very good job immersing myself in the culture out there. But, I mean, to, to each I, their I mean own. it as a compliment, but you did start an American football team in China, correct? Um, I actually didn't start the league. There was an American football league out in China when I was already out there. It had already been going around for like going on for four years, and I joined the team. I helped them win a Super Bowl, which is oh, why I have this that. ring here. No big deal. Donnie is the Super Bowl champion of China, everybody. Yes, champ of China. I played, I played D6 Massachusetts high school football. That's as, that's as high as I got. Now I'm a Super Bowl champion in did, China. Did um, the fans eat horse shit after you won? No, no. Oh, they not, did. That's not they, a real was, Super Bowl, then. There was, there was none of those bets. I joined a strong team, so yeah. I think people thought we were going to win. You expected. Yeah. Well, what position up? did you play? I played defensive end. Defensive. defensive, yeah. You, how how big are you for a defensive end? Um, I if for the U.S. I'm very small for a defensive end. Uh, if I was playing in the NFL, but you know, out in China, I was definitely a solid size. But don't get me wrong. Like there was some. I was not like I'm not like oh I just walk, waltzed on the team and I'm like I'm better than the the entire team. I was a very average player on that team. Humble. A lot of the Chinese players have gotten very good at American football in a short period of time. They wow. played for like four years and. We had like a 250-pound offensive lineman who probably could have played like D3 college in the U.S., which is, is, is pretty good. Has he seen the blind side? Does he know his value? Is he... Oh, well, he was not adopted. So, oh, yeah, yeah un unfortunately, that's why he's Are playing Are there any random Americans there, like guys who couldn't make it in the NFL? And they're just... We had a, someone who played at, uh, at, at uh, Louisiana State University, which is a, a D1 college in the U.S. Wait, playing against Chinese people in American football? 
Yeah, yeah, he, he was working for like <laughs> Deloitte, I think, so got transferred out to China and joined the team. So the skill levels on this team varied from someone who played D1 college in the U.S. to we also had two females on our team. Wow. So it's a very wide margin. Wow. Equality, everybody. Yes. Equality. Let's hear it. Is it Jamarcus Russell? It's about time. It's and I think, I think they both scored one touchdown over the course of the season. That's all, that's all you allowed them? To? No, no, no. It's just like, <laughs> well, one guy played defense mainly, but they brought him on offense for a play. He scored. Uh, and then she, they, right? No, no. That was the guy, the, oh, the dude from okay. LSU. And then they brought a chick. Uh, we, were, we were up maybe like 69 to 0, 68 to hey, 0. Wow, and they, they, they threw in the one girl on our team, and she just pounded it in. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to Piper Who. Piper, Piper Who! who. Wow. Coming to the NFL soon. Okay, so now you're back in New York. I mean, you're back in the United States. Yeah. And you came back two days ago. And what I find hilarious is that this is true. Your first day back in America, you got jury duty in Boston. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> very gross. So you, I, you I live mean, in another country. You please get out of it. Don't wrap me out, but I'm on a tourist visa in China. I'm actually still technically a Massachusetts resident. Yeah. So um, that's why I had to return. We're calling ICE immediate, China ICE immediately. Did you get, but you didn't get picked? Um, I didn't get picked. And I mean, I was prepared not to get picked because I'm in China. I'm back in the U.S. for only about two months. And I could not like waste three of those days sitting on like a jury in a trial. So I walked in and I had a bunch of like excuses planned out. Like I was... Tried to tell him, like, oh, I work for, like, a controversial media company called Barstool Sports. And, like, <laughs> and then I tried to, like, be like, oh, well, I have important meetings down there. But then, like, dude, you work for fucking Barstool Sports. Right, you don't yeah, have, like, important meetings that one. you have to be at. <laughs> so, luckily, when I walked in, it was a case. Some dude was suing his, like, best friend because he swerved from some dogs. And then he hit his head on, like, the front of the car <laughs> and, and hurt his neck. <laughs> And fucking, like, Hollywood couldn't cast a bigger, like, trash bag than this dude. <laughs> he, he was a white dude. He actually had Chinese tattoos all oh, down so his you neck. you can't be on that trial. Sure. And it said, like, loyalty. <laughs> I, uh, you would know what the character said. I, I wish you were there. I knew I'm suing my best friend, but I have a loyalty tattoo <laughs> yes. on my face. It said Dunkin' Donuts. It's Boston. Right? Yes. No, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, the, like, just greasy hair, like, hat... One of the worst haircuts I've seen in my life. So normally, no, honestly, if I wasn't in a rush to like not do jury duty, I would sit on the juror and not judge him based on his looks. But because I didn't want to be there, the judge was like, does anyone have bias in this case? And I walked, I was like, this guy looks like a scumbag. And, uh, and he was like, what? And I was like, he was like, why do you say that? And I was like, well, did you see his neck tattoo and like and he was like people with neck tattoos can get injured in car accidents and I was like that's very true listen judge I'm just trying to be honest with you I think he's guilty and then he was like uh, and the judge was finally like all right well you are biased and you can leave so that's really all you have to do if you don't want to sit in a juror just be like nope he did it right. well I thought in, usually they say you pretend to be racist but in Boston I didn't think that'd work so Yes. <laughs> well, this was a white dude I was talking right. about. Um, yeah, I think even if I wanted to get out of jury duty, if it was like a black guy, I wouldn't have been able to be like, yeah, I think he did it. Like, right. I would just. Well, you I, have a barstool sports job, so no. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But no, this guy did look like a criminal. Uh, there you go. Yeah. He's so, guilty. Donnie, what, you, have a, you also have on Barstool Sports a very popular cooking show. 
Yes, it's called <laughs> Gooned Up with the Wonton Don. We make a different type of Rangoon every week. Okay, so here's my first question. I said this to Kaplan earlier today. Yeah, I told true. Kaplan that you invented Rangoons. Because I've yeah. never heard of that food. I've heard of, I know, like, I see what they look like, the wontons, but I thought you made up the name Rangoon. Crab Rangoon. Does everyone know Crab Rangoon? It's a, yeah, yeah. Woo, let's hear it for Rangoons. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask, does anyone not know what a Crab Rangoon is? Okay, me and Kaplan's parents. <laughs> yeah, they don't eat crab, though. They're, they're, they're good Jews. Well, oh, it's, it's imitation they need crab, to hit right? me up because yeah. I make none. So how do, you, how do you make them? So, wait, is this a Boston wonton? That's my first question. No, I mean, you go to Chinese places in New York, uh, besides the one across the street from here, they did not have crab rangoons. Oh. I think that's because it's also half Cuban, right? Yeah, the Cubans it's, are anti-rangoon. Yeah, the Cubans are anti-rangoon, I guess. But Always no, happens. I mean, it's not just Boston. I think it's the Northeast. They call uh, the cream cheese crab wontons crab rangoons. It's a uh, wonton Wait. with some crab. <laughs> fake crab. It's fake crab. Wait, cream well, cheese is not yeah. Chinese food. Can I say that? <laughs> no, no. So this is, this is American <laughs> Chinese food. It's very, I think it was invented in San Francisco at like at Trader Vic's. Trader Vic's. Which, yeah. The budget I, Trader Joe's. Yes, yes. I've never been to Trader Vic's. They claim to have invented it. Possibly. Rangoon used to be the capital of Myanmar, I believe. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Fun fact go. right there. Yeah. yeah. It's a Burmese delicacy, crab rangoon. Uh, Fun fact. Yeah. No. But yeah, it's. Fake crab, cream cheese, uh, some garlic, a little bit of green onion. Right. At least, I mean, this is how I make it. Some people claim that there's no crab in the crab rangoon, but some places use very little, just tiny specks. But believe me, there is something crab-like in that. Okay, and here's the last thing I want to get your opinion on. I know that they just opened a P.F. Chang's right. in Shanghai. Yes. I swear to you, this is true. And how's the crab rangoon? That's the Donnie went there, and you did a review. You did a tasting. How? Please tell us about P.F. Chang's in Ch like we took our worst possible Chinese food and exported it to China. They were very, very bad. Yeah. Um, the I mean, I I took offense to it because for a while, I mean, here in America, like everybody's making crab rangoons, but apparently not. Seeing you had no Never idea. But in my circle, a lot of people make crab rangoons. A lot of restaurants do. So, but in China, I was the only one making rangoons because it's American Chinese food. It's not Chinese. That's your Chinese corner. You're making them at home. And then like, they encroached on my turf, so I had to go and sample the goons. And um, <laughs> they taste like I threw my goons in like a washing machine. They just washed all the flavor and like. A, Threw in a little bit of laundry detergent into those goons. They were horrible. But that's how all their food tastes, you know? Defense. I don't. I don't. Their I, PF I don't think I've. I went to a PF Chang's once in the U.S. Maybe like five or six years ago. So I didn't really have anything to compare it to. So Donnie, last thing, I, I want to ask you if you've had any crazy stories. Yes, I want to just the final thought on food. I think Boston makes better crab rangoons than okay. New York City. Okay. But New York City makes a much better <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese than Boston. That's my last thought on food, and I think that's a I true. The fact that this table is offended by that means you've had way too many Ming River Baijos. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and as a Jew who eats Chinese food every Chinese, uh, Christmas day, I could say well, I don't eat either of those things. I don't, crab rangoon, not, but. I think it's I'm time to close this show out, but before yeah. we do, I know you have a last story you want to tell us. I know you have a special guest. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's going to help you tell that story. Yes. So. Let you take it away. I have, like, I wanted to share some stories, but they, it's like 
a 20-minute story if I just tried to tell it. So I'm going to sum it all up into like a two-minute song, and I'm bringing on special guest Francis Ellis. Our first Francis ever Ellis musical number. Sports, everybody. Yeah. Francis, how you doing? Hey, how are you? How are you? So, uh, normally I'm a proponent of trying everything once, except for Yaba. And uh, Yaba is also the name of this song. Do we have Time Flies in the audience? <laughs> oh, shit! Get out of here. Shout out Time Flies. What up, Brett? I'll talk to you after the show. It's just a two-minute folk song of sorts. But it has a powerful message that I think you will all enjoy. Do you need me to leave a mic up here? Or? All right, cool. All right, cool. Woo! Went down to Laos. I was looking for a thrill. A man came up to me and offered a purple pill. He said, it's Yaba, Yaba. Take one and have some fun. He said, it's Yaba, Yaba. I took one because I'm done. Headed out the restaurant to take a little stroll. I was walking way too fucking fast. I mean, I was on a roll. I asked this Aussie bro, why do I have a little pep in my step? He said, because you just took Yaba, and that's another word for meth. Yaba, 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 Daba, do. I was on Yaba, Yaba. I was up for a day or two. My heart started racing. I started chewing my cheeks. I lost my shoes, but didn't notice, because I couldn't feel my feet. I couldn't find my guest house either, so I had to book another hotel. I tried to sleep in vain for an hour, but then I smelt that smell. This pillow was on fire! 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 Holy fucking shit! My pillow was on fire! 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 My home was still fucking lit. So when I finally sobered up, oh man, I felt like death. My cheeks and my feet were bleeding. I couldn't even take a step. So kids, when they say do yabba, please tell me that you just say no. Stick to drinking booze and cranking hoons and maybe a little blow. But don't do yabba, 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 dabba do. But don't do yabba, yabba, Don't do yabba too. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Donnie Dawes and Francis Ellis, everybody. Thanks Francis, thanks for doing it. That is our show, everybody. Thank you all for coming out. Round of applause for yourselves. Happy out. Thanks for having me, man. One more time Problem. for Kaplan, everybody. Yeah. Last thing we have to do, this is the Lost in America podcast. You can get it on iTunes. Everyone, get your phones out right now. This episode will be out next Wednesday. Get your phones out, subscribe to the podcast. We come out every single Wednesday. We interview comedians from around the world, telling stories from around the world. That's it, Cap. What should we do? Happy birthday, Mom. Let's get lost. Get lost, everybody. Good night. <laughs>